Hello and welcome to No Two Gays About It, the podcast for the over 50 gay male. I'm Tom Burke. And I'm Michael Foley. And we're here to talk about things that relate to those of us over 50 and gay male. And Michael, I'm going to say one word and I want you to tell me what instantly you feel. Ready? I am ready. Family. Wow. Right? There's a floodgate (laughs) there. Um, Because biological, I'm just going to use two words, fucked up. Okay. Um, Chosen, I'm going to go with, I have been blessed my entire life um, with amazing people who have always been there for me from the moment I came out um, up until this very day. Fantastic. What does it elicit for you? So many different things. And that's uh, why when we, we talked last week, Michael and I met for coffee and we, had, we were talking about certain things. We started talking about families. And I started posing this question to a lot of our contemporaries out there. And the feelings that were brought to the surface were so many different types. There's sadness and happiness and nothingness. And so that started me thinking. Is it really important to be part of a family? Is it really important, especially for gay men over 50, to have family ties? So I think that's what we're going to try to figure out today. Yeah. um, And it's interesting you brought this up because um, like, for the past couple of weeks, I've been haunted by this article that I read in a good way um, about a drag icon up in Portland. Um, whose name is Walter Cole. Um, he's a former army vet, but um, he is also, um, he also did drag up until the age of 92. Uh-huh. Um, and he just passed and he was an icon up there. And it got me to thinking about the people who took me in when I first came out, which is the drag community. We've talked about that before. And the reason it's been, I just, it's been, this floodgate of, of memories that have come back for some reason when I read this article about how these people took me under their wing and had my back, um, regardless of what was going on or how naive I was or, you know, um, how not together I was. I was, I was a hot mess, um, I think, as most 18-year-olds are, you know. Uh, dear, um, you're still a hot mess. I'm just, yes, just thought I'd but, <laughs> mention that. It's a different kind of mess. So, um, yeah, because I have my shit to the curb. I'm still a hot mess, but, you know. Cool. I am aware of all my messiness, which is a a good thing. So Awesome. Well, in my discussions with uh, other gay men um, and asking about families, a lot of people were bringing up um, that they feel that the younger generation of gays out there have it a lot easier with their families because there is so much um, visibility of gays in mainstream media in the world. So families, I what I'm hearing, they're thinking that families are a little bit more accepting of them when they come out. Whereas when we were younger, when you were a hot mess and I was also a hot mess, I mean, we're all hot messes, but so many... Of our contemporaries, when we were 20 or, you know, even up to 30, coming out, they were being disowned by their families. Um, One reason was the stigma 
and AIDS being a part of that. Um, you know, we were young in the 80s, and AIDS was taking over our community, and I think families were just freaked out, which is why a lot of, uh, as I said, contemporaries of ours, you know, were disowned by their families. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there's still a large part of the community today, especially um, amongst the young who, you know, the homeless youth um, in the LGBT community is nearly 50% of what actually the entire population of homeless youth is. So there's, they're still dealing with it too, unfortunately. But I do think for us, we did have that added stigma of AIDS because people were ignorant um, and gay equaled AIDS. Like there was no, there was no gray area. People were like, oh, if you're gay, you have AIDS. Um, And that created a whole lot of other issues for us in regard to fear of coming out and um which made our community so much more tight-knit and supportive of each other um and again a huge 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 period of time for me where i did understand what family meant for the first time in my life because i didn't have it from my biological family so let's talk about that michael what is the importance of having that connection to family again whether it be biological or a chosen family why is it important that humans have that connection well i think for me it's just to know that somebody has your back regardless of how fucked up something you do may be um and that you have that support that they allow you to be flawed and human and to work through your stuff and to be there for you and support you. Um, but also only, give you, you know, give you a ruler on the back of the hand if you need it. Exactly. But not only be there to support you during the bad times, but you need that family connection to be there to support you during good things too, to cheer you on, to say, good boy, the attaboy. Yeah. Uh, you know, we need that. And whether it be from our family biologically or chosen family, we do need to have that support. But also, it's it's an acceptance without judgment, or I should say without much judgment. Um, because even in a biological family, there are the crazy relatives, right? The, you know, crazy Aunt Sally and Grandpa who's not wearing any pants and Cousin Joyce who's totally nuts and we just we love them and we're just gonna let them be who they are right because they're our family and i think it's also the same way in our chosen family there's always that friend who is not wearing pants it's absolutely crazy and we just have to you know i want to know this other circle of friends you have that's not wearing (laughs) pants (laughs) because fortunately for me all of my biological family and 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 chosen family have worn pants I'm not wearing pants right now, Michael. Just telling you. Okay. Yeah. You want to stand up and show everybody who's on Patreon so they can see you? (laughs) Only if we get 25 more subscribers, I will stand up and show them whatever they want to see. Um, But back to your point, it's it's about unconditional love, regardless of, um, you know, good times, bad times, that uh, it's... It's hugely important for us. And you, you brought up something, somebody to, you know, cheer you on and say, good boy. I didn't have that like through most of my 
at all of my adolescence and through my late teens and early 20s. And I remember the when it's people started paying me compliments in the back of my head, I was always thinking, what do you want? Yeah. That that's how fucked up the biological family ties screwed me up. So, um, yeah. And it's, uh, I couldn't agree more that having somebody to just to say, good job. Right. uh, Yeah. I think, you know, we all have those biological ties that were not so supportive, but, in choosing a family, and that's something that so many of us gay men, especially over the age of 50, needed to do. We needed to separate from our biological families and find ourselves. And the only way we could really find ourselves is by finding a tribe that was there to be for us, whether good or bad. You found the drag queen community. That was your tribe for a while, correct? That's correct. Um, so just let's backtrack a little because I'm curious sure. about your 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 family ties, your biological family ties, and um, when you came out, um, did they support you? Were they there for you? <laughs> uh, well, um, my my biological family it's a it's this great mixture of the Irish Catholic and very waspy. If you don't talk about it, it's not happening. If we're not looking at it, yeah. we don't need to deal with that problem. Um, so that was my—like, I, I never came out to my family. I never said, guess what, I'm gay. Um, they would not have had it. They did not want to hear any of that stuff. Uh, I was not allowed to discuss that stuff. Um, even. After I was with my husband 35 years ago, he was just kind of a roommate. That's how they would describe him or talk to him. My father was awesome. He would come out and stay with us. He knew what was going on. Wouldn't say a word. Wouldn't talk about it. But he knew. He, you know, gave us his blessing in the way he could. Um, My husband's family on the other side, incredible. His family was so open and welcoming, and when Scott came out to them, they were like, yeah, okay, so what? You know, what's for dinner? It it was like not a big thing at all. So he was blessed with one of the greatest uh, families to accept him. And in fact, uh, when we were, uh, I don't know, maybe we were together five years or something, we were at one of his family functions, and he had this whole group of young nephews. And this one nephew introduced us to someone else and said, these are my uncles. And when he said that to me, I, I almost like started crying. I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm one of his uncles. Like, I'm part of this family. I, was, I felt so empowered at that moment, um, which was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So my biological family was not so supportive in my, you know, coming out and being a gay man and, and finding my way as a gay man in, in the world. So I did need to, to find my tribe. I needed to find those people that understood me, that got me. And you said something to me once um, about friends, that there are people who understand us without explanation. And I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Um, 
especially in our community, because let's face it, when the, the moment we realize we're gay, for most of us, there's this sense of isolation because the wall has to go up because right. you know at some point there's going to be some sort of confrontation or conflict regarding it. Um, and I think if you're a part of a other minority community, you have that cushion within the dynamic of whatever family you're a part of because there, there isn't the day where you have to wake up and tell your parents, oh, I'm Latino or oh, I'm black or oh, I'm Asian, that you have that insulation from the rest of the world, which we don't and never right. have and still don't because, you know, I have younger friends and I talk about their coming out experiences. And um, for a lot of them, it was a challenge as well. And there are some who, whose parents open arms, accepted them and said, we love you no matter what. And then there were other ones who have the same struggle that we have, where sure. it's either don't talk about it or get out of my house. Um, or, yeah, we just, we don't want to hear it. You live your life and just keep us out of it, which is just so unbelievably tragic um, to me that people could bring a child into this world and only accept it conditionally when that child meets their expectations of who they want them to be, as opposed to see them for who they actually are. Right. And, and that, that covers not only being gay, that's all kinds of things. People yeah. just want their child to be what they want them to be, which is sad and unfortunate. Um, yeah, I think for a lot of parents, it's kind of a do-over that they want their kid to be everything that they never were. And so they expect them to follow whatever path it is that they assign them. As opposed to go, oh, look, he likes ballet. Or, oh, look, she likes baseball. And be okay with that. Right. Um, and it's, it's heartbreaking. And, I, you know, I think those are wounds that although they may have healed, the scars are still there and will always carry. And I think that's kind of a plus for us, too, because it gives us hopefully a different level of compassion when we look at somebody else's struggle. Well, it also, we are compassionate to those who are going through it. Like you said, you have these younger friends, and just as you had this drag community who helped you navigate through your coming out and through parts of your life, I think that's one of our, as older, mature gay men out there, it's our job to help the younger generation navigate, especially those who don't have, uh, you know, a supportive family, biological yeah, family. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, one of those younger friends happens to be from Texas and he identifies as a Republican. <laughs> um, okay. But it's kind of awesome because, you know, I'll have conversations with him about things, and he, he he just says to me, "I'm so glad you're not as fucked up as like my other friends." And I'm like, "Well, it's taking a lot of work, and you know, you got the same path, buddy. You have two choices: either go south right. or go north. And you know, I suggest north. It's a little colder, a little more challenging, but it's definitely worth it." Okay. Do you like that metaphor? Uh, sure. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out, but yeah, it was great. What? Um, I mean, no, the, the, <laughs> no, no, like, I got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got it. Uh, so choosing a family. So 
obviously you are not still living in New Jersey with the drag community. So when you came to Los Angeles, you had to find yet another new family, another new tribe. Um, and it's not an easy process, is it? No. And I think it gets more difficult as we get older. Well, totally. Um, you know. Everything gets dif more difficult as we get older. But making friends definitely does. And you and I can attest to that because we have left Los Angeles. We were living for over 30 years. And now we're both living in a new city. And that's a tough thing, too, to, uh, to make friends. But one mis misconception about uh, creating a family is, well, anyone gay can be part of your family. No, they really can't, you know? It's not like uh, every black person are friends or every Asian person are friends. Uh, you have to find your people, the people who, just like you said with your younger friend, uh, you have to connect on all different types of levels. So your community, your current friend tribe in Los Angeles? Are you still, do you still consider them as your family? Oh, absolutely. And I always will. Um, yeah. And you know, the, the difference between moving from LA to Palm Springs, as opposed to New Jersey to California, it, it, it's much easier to keep in touch with people. People come out here all the time and visit, right? Um, as you know. And yeah, that'll never fade. Distance doesn't really you know, I have, a, I have two friends back in Jersey who, you know, when we talk or when we see each other, it's like no time passed at all. We fall right into it. It's that, it's that comfort level that um, right. friends give you to just be you um, without any walls up, without any pretense, without, you know, any reservation. And you just sort of go balls to the wall and you are you. And um, it's, it's a blessing to, to have that. But um you know, like, you know, from moving here from LA, it's still challenging on a daily basis to find a circle of friends. Sure. Um, and I, it's probably a little more difficult for you because you have a partner and your social circle is different than mine. Right. But, you know, we're looking for friends. Uh, we're not so much in search of the family because like you said, these families we've created, they don't go away just because you've left some city, just as, you know, your biological family doesn't go away if you move away from them. They're always connected to you. My absolute closest, closest friends who I really consider my family are people that I met like day one or two when I moved to New York City a gazillion years ago. They are still part of my family. And, you know, they all have children now, and those kids are my nieces and nephews. And um, so, yeah, family doesn't go away just because you leave a city. Um, they stay in your heart. That's where your family lives, whether they are biological or a chosen family. So another question I have for you. Why is it even more important that those of us gay men over 50 have family around them, whether it be chosen or biological? Um, I, again, there's like it's so, so, so many things that come to, the, to my mind when you, when you ask a question like that. Um, I think one of the most important things is as we get older, our needs tend to change. And because we don't have the traditional family and children 
that like a heterosexual couple does or you know single folks who may be divorced or whatever that um i think our friendships as we get older become more important because on some levels we are more dependent on each other as a community like you know i'm the i'm the person who will sit in a hospital room you know all night with somebody um because for whatever reason their family isn't here their biological family but I'm part of the chosen family, so to me, that's just what I do. Somebody called me at three o'clock in the morning and said, I'm in jail, come bail me out. Guess who would be on his way in the car in three minutes? You know, that would be me, because it's, it's important to have that structure as we get older, and not only that, our health, you know, sometimes right. goes a little south. And Well, know. good to know if I ever get in jail, I know who to call now. Exactly. Um, yeah, it is really important for those of us, because um, just as you said, we did not have the conventional life that a lot of people... There are many gay men our age who do have children who are going to be taking care of them. But just as I mentioned my friend's uh, children, I anytime I see them, I say, okay, which one of you are going to be changing my diaper soon? Because um, get ready. Um, and what's the response? <laughs> I am so lovable, Michael, that they all are mm. lining up for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know about sure. that. Sure. I but, don't either. Yeah. Um, but not only do we need that, uh, you know, someone to help us in our later stages of life, uh, but we can do that for each other. You know, I definitely will be there for you if you need. Uh, I'm not going to change your diaper, but. Um, can I get a kidney? From me, uh, sure. Why not? I got two. Oh, negative. So just let's let's get that out of the way right now. Okay, it's <laughs> very good. Uh, sure, but we need to have our family, our tribe, with us. As, you know, as we grow old, there's so many new experiences that we need to share with other people. You know, that some of them are negative, but so many are positive, and we need people around us to celebrate life's milestones. And, and you just don't want, like, you know, the guy that you met at the grocery store, the friend of the friend of the friend. You want people who really mean something to you, yeah. who, who are part of your heart. And that's why a chosen family to those of us over 50 um, in the gay community is really important, really important to us. Um, but as you said, it's also really difficult to, to make true friends as we're aging. Why is that? Um, I just, you know, I think people have, are set in their ways and, yeah. and maybe have a community of their own and are less willing to let somebody new in. Because um, I have found that, you know, Palm Springs can be a little clicky. But L.A. was like that, too. So sure. well, I think it's and, everywhere. Every big city is, is yeah. hard to, you know open that door but then you know once you do it's kind of a, a wonderful thing and I, I i've been lucky enough that a lot of people i've known from los angeles have moved to palm springs before me so i have a bit of a community here um just from knowing people back in la and i've been really lucky here um and um have developed some close friendships one in particular that i'm incredibly grateful for who 
from the time I moved out here has bent over backwards to, you know, just to help me and to be there. And um, it's, it's those things that sort of make you stand back and just, you know, say thank you to the universe for bringing these folks into our lives. Right. Um, yeah, and I found that when I went to LA too, it was just bizarre. And you know, you you became part of that family. And I look at the holiday dinners we would have when we lived there. Um, you know, and one of our best friends got married, and all of a sudden we had these two different families coming together. And we would have Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners with like 40 to 50 people. Um, right. With no drama, everybody accepted everybody else. It was just this wonderful environment. And I remember the first time really that it dawned on me um, where I sat back, because I usually do all the cooking, so I'm a little busy. But there was a moment where I sat back in the early 2000s and just thought, this is what family's supposed to be like. Aww. Um, yeah, and it was such a, because holidays were never joyous for me. Right. Um, so to, to finally find that was just one of the biggest blessings of my life. That's brilliant. Yeah, holidays are really tough on a lot of people because of family issues. Um, and like you said, it's when you find your family and you can step back and think, okay, I'm there now. I got it. Um, I used to think about families, you know, those families that get together every Sunday at whoever's house and they have make these big dinners. And I always thought I wanted to be a part of something like that um, because it just wasn't in my world at that moment. Um, now I think like, oh, no, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> So question uh your biological family are they completely out of your life you're not involved at all with them yeah i am after my grandmother passed in the early 2000s i cut everybody else in my family off um soon after because she was really the only person that i felt accepted me unconditionally and was always there yeah um and you know she struggled a little bit because you have this you know old sicilian catholic who had very specific ideas of what life was, but she was always willing to bend. When I first moved to LA and I um, lived with my first boyfriend, um, <clears throat> she would always call and say, how's your friend, Bob? <laughs> and I was like, he's my boyfriend. And she was like, right. God damn it, Michael, I know that. I was like, then say it. And from that moment on, she'd call and goes, How's Bob, your boyfriend? Ah, oh, sweet. <laughs> um, so yeah, she was always willing. So once once that connection was gone for me, the rest of it was a very easy thing to let go of. And as you know, my mom just passed my biological mother. Um, I should just say my womb for rent because she was anything but a mother. Um, passed away at the beginning of the year, and I'd always wondered what I would experience when that happened, because I thought I had gotten all that stuff taken care of. Um, and it was weird. All I could think of was that song from a chorus line. I felt nothing, because I had dealt with all the baggage. She was an alcoholic drug addict, a pathological liar. And there was that moment where I thought to myself, <clears throat> if this was somebody I just met randomly, would I want him in my life? And the answer was no. And from that moment on, it was such an easy thing to let go of. And, I'm, you know, anybody could have a child 
it takes a lot to be a parent. Sure. And yeah. she was anything but. Um, and I also found forgiveness for her, um, which for me was part of my healing process. Because, you know, she had her own path that wasn't easy. Um, a lot by choice. You know, she had an affair with her best friend's husband that lasted 18 years. So that brought a lot of dysfunction into the house and wow. all this other stuff. So, you know, a lot of it was her choosing and she chose to ignore her two children. So, yeah, to make a short story long about my biological family, there you have it. Okay. All right. So the big conclusion today then is that, yes, it is incredibly important uh, to feel connected to other people and to be, to feel like you're a part of something, whether it be a biological family or as we're finding, it's it's so much more magical to find that chosen family. Yeah. To step back while you're cooking a holiday meal and look around the room and go, "Wow, this is it. I yeah. found them." That, and to be able that, to find it later in life, I sure. think you, you, you treasure it so much more. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I hope everyone out there, all of our other gay men over 50, I hope they all have their, found their chosen families. Um, if you haven't, we're here for you. Come to Palm Springs and you can be our family. Um, you could be the crazy grandpa with no pants on. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. That's me. That's you, I'm the yeah. crazy guy with no pants on. Uh, you could be the uh, crazy aunt who's dating 12 people or whatever. I, you know, who cares? And wear lots of jewelry. Tons of jewelry yeah. uh, and lots of makeup. Uh, cool. Yeah, no, I, I do hope that everyone out there is finding their chosen family. And, you know, another problem with aging in our community is that there's a lot of loss and we start, we'll start losing our family members. Um, so we need to keep replenishing them and that sounds kind of weird but yeah, it does <laughs> you know but <laughs> but, but we we, do i think, need I to think have, everybody knows what you mean yeah we yeah. have to have those people around us so that you know to celebrate life's wins and to support us during loss and tragedy and but as we've been talking about the most important thing is to feel that connection and unconditional acceptance of who we are you know that's what we're all searching for so more power to all of us and all of our chosen families. Um, yeah, and if I, you know, we have a tendency to isolate as we get older too. So yeah. I just want to, you know, push everybody out there just to maybe go outside of your comfort zone a little, right? And um, open yourself up to new people, new experiences, and as challenging as it is, because believe me, I know, and oh, it I is think challenging. You do too, Tom. It is. It is. It's yeah. really challenging to to put yourself in a vulnerable position it's so much easier to sit at home and watch me tv and bewitched at you know two o'clock in the morning and um but, but then when you need somebody where are they and when you need to celebrate something where are people so yeah get up get outside experience people and life and i know how difficult it is um let michael and i help you you know we're here for you any way that you know we can Reach out to us. How can people reach out to us, Michael? You could touch base with us at No Two Gays About It. That's the number two. And it will always be that moniker on every social media platform that we use. No, the number two gays about it. Um, you could hit us up at gmail.com. You could 
Um, find us on TikTok. You could hit us up on Instagram as well or Facebook. And again, no two gays about it. Or you could become a member of our Patreon family. And that is patreon.com forward slash no two gays about it. Again, the number two. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, it, we have, I have conversations daily with people on Facebook and um, Instagram. Um, and it's, 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 it's odd because I never thought I would, would consider myself having a social media family, people that I've never met, but I do. And there are folks I talk with all over the country and all over the world, like pretty much at least once or twice a week who I have grown very fond of. So um, just push your boundaries if you can. I mean, look at us, two old gay guys on frickin' TikTok. How, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> oh, and FYI, folks, um, we are just 15 people away on Patreon from getting Tom to go bowling. So please <laughs> join us over there. Become part of our Patreon family. Um, you yes. can start at a tier that's as low as three bucks and it just goes up from there and you get early access to the show and we'll be adding perks along the way as we go. And, and I promise to wear pants if I go bowling. So, um, well, please. at a bowling alley, you actually don't have to. So that would be the one place you could go and not have pants on. And I don't think anybody would bat an eye. Okay. Sounds so great. something else to look forward to. Yes, it is. And so for all of you out there, please cherish your chosen fam families or cherish your biological family if you're lucky enough to have them surrounding you as well. And Michael and I will cherish, cherish each other and the rest of our chosen families as we get out there and try to build on what we already have. So Absolutely. until then, Michael. Until then, Tom. Thanks everybody out there for tuning in and having a listen and being part of our family here. We greatly appreciate it. And we will see you next week. See ya.